It started with a city. A city above and a city below. One bleached by the sun, weathered and decayed. The other held wonders and artifacts of life before the fractured void. Your adventure is called forward with a simple call for aid. What path you choose will shape how this story is told. Will your path lead you into the mist and forest? Or have you delved into the ruined city of Byway, searching for ancient artifacts and ciphers? Will you grow close to those who live in the city, or strive for power? ahead and jump into our intros tonight. My name again is Sarah Roberts. I use she her pronouns. I will be playing Clever Jack, our Clever Jack, who also uses she her pronouns and is in no way a problem at all whatsoever. Absolute angel. 10 out of 10. Hi everyone. Uh, I'm Emma and I will be playing Carson Fabra, your local nano who honestly endeavors to be a problem. <laughs> and I use uh, she they pronouns. Carson uses they he. Dark greetings, everyone. I'm Velvet. Uh, I use favorite pronouns, and I'll be playing Ashlot, who uses they, them pronouns, and is the resident Amazon robot. Hey, everybody. It's me, Sir Heckelot, or Sarah. Either one. It's fine. Um, as per usual, I am playing Viridia Croyle, the clever glint who entertains, uh, who uses she, her pronouns, and I use she, they pronouns. And let's take it over to our lovely GM. Hi guys, I'm Jen, and I use she/her pronouns. And I'll do a quick recap before we dive into the world of Numenera with these lovely players as we inch ever closer towards our story's end. Chapter eleven: Three days remain. Venturing further into the past, the party encounters a puzzle with rather electrifying results. <laughs> After solving it, they discover a room where they found out more about the past and how it connects to the present. A haunted poster pulls them into the past where they confront certain truths and confront the star touch maiden briefly before returning back to their present. After finding a reality bleed and collecting the information they need, they venture into the next hall, being confronted with isolation, memories, and creation. The party comes together, breaking through these memories, only to find a diary belonging to Emily within this empty room. Now, you are holding this diary, and you want to read it. Am I correct in assuming this? Of course. Absolutely. Have you met us? But Emily's diary... Between the abyss and the white-hot edge of light sits ruin, life, and the scattering of silver dust. Held in the bosom of eternity, a spark of life stumbles forward, and within it, a story is found. Upon the broken desert lands that creep quietly into brittle grass and turn, grow soft and lush before dividing itself into roots, trees, and flowers. The sweetness and the sound of a brook, the song of a bird, and the welcoming rise of farming fields reach out to greet the sanguine eyes of the universe. Greeting this optimism is a city, rested and worn, stoic in its own ancient way. This city, divided by the above and below, is known as Averfell, where the glittering spark of a story begins. Where I thought I could be someone. The page turn. The star touch maiden. What a laugh. 
It sits upon an observing throne, seeking lights of wisdom and cleverness of minds. The unfolding of space before her glittering like diamond dust, falling into a roaring wave of reality and story. She expected me to choose, and I stumbled. A page turned. The event horizon of here and there divide the choice of advancement and stagnation. Time held in spaces beyond sight and understanding warped and twists itself around progression and experiment. Ages of decay and rust into angry red dust. I cannot pick for them. They would die in the barren lands of the world or stay alive and safe here. There are too many unknowns for me to be the sole chooser of in this situation. A page turn. There is a saying and a song from a long past that goes, the stars look very different today. And with perspective shifted, the team seeks answers. If we know what is beyond, maybe it will be easier. I don't know. Page turn. We only found more riddles, more mysteries, and realizing the stars held memories of things not of their own. A small glimpse into the ending of all of the fifth age, the stars are alive. They hold our pasts in their grasps. All I see are the fields burn with their amber grains and sands broke under the weight of reality shifting. Page turn. My team has departed. I can't blame them. No gentle entry, no pictures to paint in this summary. Simply a moment to reflect and to remember. A page turn. I found the terrible truth, as will others after me. The cycle never stopped, and ideas were lost and reborn and lost again. Ages came and went until eyes were opened to the truth. Even the dry heat of this desert holds its own truth when sought after. I must be losing my grip on reality. Page turn. Choices that alter fate. Should they be made by one person or by a collective whole to serve the greater good? The things pondered upon when wandering beneath the night sky, it's a heavy burden. Rage tried to help, I just couldn't bear it. I needed answers more than I needed faith. Page turn. Through the glaring sunlight, one can come to summarize the moments of their life in, they find incomplete, where they wish they had wandered down a different path. There are, no, there are also moments where one can regret the past. They know we're right and come to hate them. Choice is always fickle. None of us are neutral when choosing the fates of others. This is my truth. I have failed, and I am sorry to those who judge me upon this. Page turn in the last entry. The sliding of sand against stone creates a soft hiss. Red contrasts against orange. The beeping and whirring of machines and time moves forward. That's all I hear now. The hissing of sands and beeping. How I long for song and laughter. I hope I can be at peace for this burden I chose. I am sorry to all who found me and those who will never know. Emily. And the rest of the diary lies blank. Well, can't say I blame her. Same. Yeah, I mean, I get that choosing's hard, but 
Don't have to let that stop you. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have made it this far without all of you, so... Oh, absolutely same. I mean, look at all the doors that have needed opening. <laughs> right? If there was only one of me getting electrocuted, I don't think I'd be here. No. Although no, if there was no. only you getting electrocuted, I would definitely be here, so swing some around. <laughs> Someone had to eat all the food Nate gave us. That's true. That's true. I mean, Emily did have rage, but still weighed real heavy on her. That's still two AIs vying for different paths. To be honest, from that last recording that we heard earlier, I don't think the Star-Touched Maiden wants any other choice to be made than for this cycle to continue. Yeah, I mean, it's all very well saying we have to choose, but she does seem to be implying you have to choose my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I don't know if I'm here for that. Harrison will just take the diary and just start flicking through all the rest of the pages and it'll blank. Like, minus a few sketches of what seems to be flowers sights around what possibly Emily had seen before she passed. Mm. Well, I think we got all we're getting from this. Mm. The door marked Emily still isn't open, correct? Correct. Jack's just gonna look at it. I think if we don't make it through here, we'll get doors with our names on it, too. I mean, I hope so. Not my name should last as long as hers has. No one would know it. I'd know. We, we made it here. We saw her name. Who's to say there might be another group of intrepid folks like us that uh, get this far. <laughs> but would they look this good doing it? I don't think so. No, I really don't. Probably not. No, no. Presentation is like 90% of the battle. Right? Hmm. Absolutely. Well, should we carry on? Yeah, I guess it's time for another one of these lovely mystery to us. I picked last time. Someone else has to pick this time. So you have joy and anxiety, or joy, um, (laughs) (laughs) you have joy and satisfaction left. Anxiety is always with us. (laughs) (laughs) I say we go satisfaction, you know, keep the nice ones till last. Mm. I mean, I say that, like, I feel like they might be operating on a different definition of nice to the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, it we went through that and we all got electrocuted a bunch. <laughs> and last I checked, I didn't wake up hoping to be electrocuted. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll just walk over to um, Satisfaction, throw the door open. Yeah. Jack will follow. Following into the space. It's a rather short hallway, and you find yourself in a squarish room. Kind of a U-shaped room with a couple doors half open. Uh, you kind of see into the space beyond and are able to see a few other doors. And what kind of resemble scare a square if it didn't have these off branches? Uh, one to the north, uh, one to the west, and one to the east. Okay, so corridors. Corridors that lead somewhere. I don't want to go first. I just picked a door. Somebody else can do this next one. I'll do it. Thank you. Thank you, Ashlock. Okay. Moving forward. Right. Left or right? Right. You go right, and as you head up into this space, and you push against the door, you realize it's heavy, but it's quiet and swings fairly easily on its hinge and you see another door to the immediate right of you 
about the same width as the other one. And it is shut. Now, does this look to be like the very sturdy doors we've come across, or is this more malleable? Wooden, but they seem to be reinforced with some kind of metal. I mean, if it's wooden, I'll try to break through it. You try. Um, make me a strength uh, check. Ooh, that's a four. Go to hit it, and your hand impacts it, and there's a resonating kind of light across it, and you get the sense this is a security protocol, um, older security protocol, but it seems to be protecting this particular door. Well, that's new. Another wall door. Should we try the other ones? May as well last long. I mean, it's that I'll sit in this corridor until the world ends. I mean, I'm fine with either one at this point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just kidding. Let's try and stop the world from ending. Uh, walking over to the other side, are there also doors? Same kind of makeup, a uh, wooden door reinforced with some kind of metal. What's the doorknob situation look like on these? Four doors, the ones you've encountered so far, minus this one off to the left, have handles. Jack's going to walk up to one of the ones with a handle and just test the handle. Right. Which one? Uh, whichever one is closest to me. That would be either north or the south. We'll go north. You try the handle and it opens with ease, but it is very loud, as in very creaky, almost screeches and scrapes across the stone. It needs a good oiling, but it opens. I got one. Well, I hope there isn't anyone else here to hear that. I, I mean... kind of wish I wasn't here to hear that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. chances are, but we'll see. That, like, is it possible for, like, a sound to just vibrate up your arm? Because that sucked. Ooh, uh, electronics. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's how sounds work, but... Oh, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shinies. <laughs> uh, Jack marches straight for the electronics. All right. Uh, before you is a computer and what looks to be a larger computer kind of laying on its side with the words over it kind of plastered along the wall um, that says research library. And can you roll me a machine affinity, Jack? I can. It's going to be a two for you, so you can bring it down to a one. And I failed. I rolled a two. Oh, all right. You're examining this, Jack. And you kind of reach forward and you will take one point of electrical damage as the machine sparks and gives you an electric burn. Ow! It bit me. Shit. How is it that we've run into all kinds of weird monsters and like the computer is the first thing to bite you I don't know nah. that's kind of weird though um I'm can I can I try again <laughs> you can try again with somebody's help okay I'm gonna call uh, Hyacinth over Hyacinth, you, you have machine stuff right you're good with machines I'm good at working things out I think that's what I need. I think I need someone who works things out. All right. Let me take a look. 
And yeah, they'll just head up there and start investigating this computer as well. You know, yeah. being careful this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same role. Uh, I'll be a three this time because now it's angrily sparking at you. Putting one effort into it because, you know, might as well try. All right. And that is an 11, so that passes. Uh, Heisen, you figure out this larger machine that's kind of laying on its side can be connected to what looks to be the main computer, but it looks heavy. And you also can surmise that if Jack is careful enough, probably could put it together, but it will need help staying upright for the time being. So you say connect to the main computer, what, the one next to it, or? Yep. Right. Yeah, you put the, the thingy in the, the who's it. And then you connect it to the what's it. Thank you for those incredibly detailed instructions. Everything You're makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. So, as she says, we can connect these together. Uh, gonna need a hand getting this in place. Ashlot, how do you feel about being a bookend for a while? <laughs> I can do it. Right. Roll me a strength. This is a fairly heavy computer. Think 1950s, 1960s computer heavy. Oh, oh my. Uh, how does edge work again? Detracts from the cost of anything you pay using that skill. So if you pay, put any effort into this, it will cost less. Okay. So I have two might edges. Um, I haven't used effort at all since we started playing. How does effort work? Each level of effort drops the difficulty by one uh, and they cost three points of the relevant stat but that'll be the first one will be down to one because you have your edge okay dope uh, so I'll use one then uh, what is the difficulty numerically numerically it will be a four okay but since you are dropping it down it'll be a three and for the input value of effort what, what should I put down if you're putting in effort uh, one I believe okay yeah. cool thank you mm-hmm. okay uh, roll of 16 for those at home. Very good. Uh, Ashla, you are, you're strong. You're buff. You, you know your shit. So you <laughs> kind of lift with your legs and not with your back. And you're able to maneuver this heavy machinery into place, getting it close enough for wires to be connected. But there isn't a stable support for it to sit on its own. You'll have to remain there holding it up. I'll hold it. Yeah, and as soon as they've got it held up, Hyacinth uh, just kind of dives in and starts plugging things into each other. You start to realize that most of the wires connect underneath the desk, and you start to realize you'll have to hold some wires into place for this computer to start up. They're kind of loose and finicky, and every time you can move your hand away from the wire that needs to be connected, it falls out. All right, I think uh, we're going to need you, you two's eyes to actually look at the screens and do everything. Do you need me to hold one of those? You know, that would be amazing. If you just come down here, this needs to go into there, and you just have to hold it at that kind of angle. It's a little bit finicky, and that goes there. All right. <laughs> really, it's just like the whole, like, putting in, like, the USB, like, wrong the first time, eventually gets it. Um... <laughs> But everything's in place. All right. As you kind of hold these wires into place, Ashlot's holding up the machine. 
the computer hums to life and it says, access denied. Answer the querying questions to gain access. And you hear a door swing open from below, very loud and creaks, and you hear heavy footsteps. Oh no. Uh oh. Can I go push the door behind us closed real quick? <laughs> go to do so, and you find the door stuck. Uh. <laughs> okay, quiz time. Let's go. Uh, question number right, one. Yeah, what was their first pet's name? All right. As we enter into the questionnaire round. Oh, no. <laughs> questionnaire round? Oh, God. There are other rounds? Other types of rounds? <laughs> <laughs> Not me? Oh, it's riddles. Next up is the swimsuit portion. The first question you see as those with high perception sees a rather large droid step into view below you and it stops and you see a whirring of lights around its head and it has what looks to be hearing receptors on each side of its bodies and you see it shifting listening <laughs> before it moves just out of earshot of all of you but the first riddle reads I will bring you down but I'll never lift you up what am I? Gravity. You type that in. Yep. You type it in and you see a blinking green light. <gasps> oh, gosh. I was like 50% sure on that, y'all. Um, okay. Uh, cool. You could have mentioned that before you typed it in. You hear the robot start coming back towards you as it seems to be attracted to sound. Someone can roll me an intellect. Happy to. That's an eight. I'm glad we rolled both both near each other. Six and a six and an eight. Twenty. As you're kind of just sat under the desk there, um, Viridia, you realize the doors could be used as a sound distraction to solve these riddles. You, Clever Jack, and you, Hyson, come to the same conclusion after the robot has passed the door and turned back around. Still making its way towards the door that you couldn't open before. And you hear the door open with a screech, same loud sound as before, and disappears. For a moment, and you're not sure how long. But the second question pops up. What loses a head in the morning, but gets it back at night? Is there uh, any sort of timer on the screen that we see? There's no timer, but there is a robot that is pacing the halls. And I was like, I don't know. Jack's going to take out a pencil and a piece of paper from her back and just draw a big question mark on it and hold it up to the others. She used up her brain cell on the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I knew that one. Or screeches open again, and you hear the robot in the distance. It's just the light scratching of a pencil. I can't think of anything other than animals or people is written on the paper. <laughs> Maybe? And I don't think it's gonna matter how quietly Brynius says this around the computer. A pillow, maybe? Yes. Did we get up? Did we get up? Jack will 
slowly type in pillow. Light flickers screen. There's just a thumbs up that comes underneath the desk so you can see. Next question pops up. If I have it, I shouldn't share it. Because if I share it, I wouldn't have it. What is it? And just immediately that, that comes out of house and takes one look and then just without even thinking types uh, secret. Green light flashes. Next question comes up. As you hear nothing, the founder of the robot has vanished. You're not sure where it went. As the next question pops up, after a fall, I will take over. All life will stall or at least grow slower. What am I? Jack types in winter. Type in winter, the light turns green, and you hear the door to your immediate south screech open, scraping against wood as the robot has reappeared. This time it's facing you, but it doesn't seem to see you. We'll make a perception roll of its own. Oh no. I don't like it when other people get to make rolls. Same. <laughs> As you are all being very quiet, it does not perceive you. It continues on this circular path that seems to be taken. You just have to be so quiet. I both hate this and love this at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't go too far. It's right out of eye shot, but it's there. You can hear it walking around. But the last question pops up. No legs have I to dance, no lungs have I to breathe, no life have I to live or die, and yet I do all three. What am I? Addison grabs the piece of paper off Jack and just kind of quick, quickly writes down, wind, question mark? What's that for? Scratches on the paper, but does wind live, question mark? It is required for life, question mark. Well, for some things, dot, dot, dot. Jack's going to shrug and type in wind. Type in wind. And there's a very loud... <laughs> and you hear the robot pause in the hallway and turn around and start walking in your direction. And you see it right outside the door. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was Sarah, not Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I have to let the nervous energy out. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have no legs to dance, no lungs to lungs have I to breathe. No life have I to live or die, and yet I do all three. What am I? Jack writes down on the paper, How strong do you think the robot is? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed the pencil right stronger than us underlined <laughs> jack draws a wobbly sad face as her arm begins to shake it does turn around and seems to be moving back into its pattern jack's gonna scrawl flip the paper over because it's probably full at this point uh and scrawl um what about a campfire question mark question mark i'd grab a pencil and just write breathe question mark start scribbling you have to let the fire get enough oxygen, otherwise it'll be smothered, so technically it has to breathe. Hold it back up. 
at this point, Harson's just giving her a look like, are you still, how much are you writing? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fast writer. <laughs> and they'll shrug and gesture towards the computer. Uh, is, there a, is there a limit to the number of spaces that I have to type letters into? Four would be probably the best. She'll just put in fire then. You put in fire and there's a flickering of green as the screen says, Welcome researchers. And you hear the droid that was walking around power down. Oh, okay. We can breathe now. Whew, okay. Uh, Jack's going to click clacky away at the computer and see what kind of information is here. You click clack away, you Viridia, you're still on the ground. Ashlot, you're still holding this thing up. <laughs> but as you click clack away, Jack, you realize this is a terminal to ask four questions. Why why any questions you wish. Why do all of these computers have limits on the number of things we can ask? It is it is so weird. Normally I just type all the questions I want to in because you just go down that deep dive rabbit hole and sometimes you just need to know what bunny feet look like at three in the morning and that just leads you on to looking at what all of the cute animals feet looks like and did you know that so many animals have little beans on their toes and they're adorable what was I saying that's a fair assessment I really hope the computer didn't take any of that to that question you see, as you mentioned this, Hyacin, a series of queries that starts that says, Bunny feet query, wish to continue? Oh, uh, no. It erases what you said. What should we ask it? Should we ask where Rage is? I mean, that's wrong. Should we ask where the Star Touch Maiden is? Should we ask how much wood would wood check check of wood could check wood? Not that last one. Okay, I tried. I mean, yeah, where Rage is is one of them. Are any things we don't know that I feel like we're going to need to? That and maybe uh, where anxiety is. We're still missing one. <laughs> anxiety? <laughs> right here. Uh, <laughs> All in this room right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I guess all known info on the AI slash star known as Rage. The computer buzzes for a moment and you hear the kind of old school dial-up tones kind of screech in and out. And after a moment, a series of texts kind of pops up and you see queries on rage. Final resting place, the Oblivion Observatory. Creation, Star Touch Maiden. Joining between two AIs and a star. Friend of Emily. Friend of Minnie. Friend to the city of Averfell, friend to the city, and it kind of cuts off and kind of jarbles. That city no longer exists, as it kind of corrects itself. Rage, clever, kind, human in many ways. Broke programming and protocol. Muted. He struck me as a bit of a rebel. Yeah, but you know, nothing wrong with that. I am concerned that it says his final resting place is the Oblivion Observatory. Does that mean Rage was destroyed? Or just trapped somewhere. We're dealing with millennia-old computer intelligences and little rocks. I don't know if we can apply the concepts of death as such to them. That's fair. Okay. Computer, how do we get to the Oblivion Observatory? 
There's a query in the same high-pitched squealing sounds of something scratching against a modem kind of shrieks out into the room before the series of green text pops up again and says, you'll have to wait a total of three days before the convergence occurs. You can find the convergence at, and there's a pause as it seems to be calculating some something in the back of its mind before it puts forward, you can find the convergence at the world connector signal. What? Is there a map displayed with that? Like, why Why is it presenting information in a way that makes us want to ask more questions? <laughs> Stop using up my questions, computer. <laughs> there's a pause before it displays. I could make it complicated if you wanted. Don't get sassy with me before it pops up. Hello, I'm here to help you. Do you know I'm not convinced that it is? Okay. Uh, so... I'm kind of hoping this is the World Convergence Center and we don't have to go somewhere else. I mean, this is where we had to deliver all the stars to, right? Yeah, and frankly, I'm not walking through that desert in this dress again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still do not have the correct footwear. For this um none of us do none of us do at least we look good um one of you is still wearing the one rubber boot i think that's viridia <laughs> oh was it yeah didn't you put the rubber oh. boot on no i think that was me <laughs> i don't think it was oh. me all right this is very good after a moment there's a beat before the computer kind of flickers what looks to be a very low-tech map of what looks to be where this convergence is, this connector signal. Does it appear to be near us? <laughs> no. It. But it is in a familiar spot. Bit where too is it? Familiar. Is it Nate's shop? No. Oh. <laughs> the world, the signal, this world connector signal is huge, and. It happens to be right next to a very familiar city you all adore and love. In fact, it's sitting on top of the Aberfell. Okay. So after whatever we get from here, we still need to make it home. Great. And and how do you... Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, God. Our choice is probably going to obliterate the city. Or not. Let's look at not for the minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... What else do we need to know? Do we need to know anything about the Star Touch Maiden other than that I want to push, punch her in the face? In her starry face? I, I don't know if she even has a face, but I want to punch it. Imagine if it's not and it's just space and you punch her in the face and you, 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 your hand just goes into space forever. What if I get a space hand? That'd be cool. I could have a mechanical leg and a space hand. Make sure to punch her with your hand on the other side of it. <laughs> just feels tacky having your space hand and your mechanical leg on the same yeah, side. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an asymmetrical thing that I need to do yeah. to yeah. I yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah. 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 It'd be really weird if it was just all on one side. Yeah. See the map update and you see four more signals pop up. And I would say you, Hyson, as you were very familiar with the maps before you got pulled into a poster, realized they were in they are in spots where there are no more land masses. Okay, so we said when we were looking at the master, it looked like something was taking bites out of continents. Kind of looks like this might be it. I mean, on those maps, entire continents were deleted. Yeah. Is that what would happen to ours? I mean, 
everywhere else you see one of those signals is just a whole lot of ocean. So I'm betting, yeah. Oh, I'm going to punch an artificial intelligence in the face. Computer, where's the star known's anxiety? There's a series of screeching sounds before our green text pops up in the tomb of Emily. Okay, so we still need to get into that tomb. At that door. Uh, yes, I'm assuming it's behind that door. Okay, we've got what, one question left. Anybody got to go? Is there an easy route back to the Averfell? Series of it's quiet for a moment, and it doesn't screech before you see almost a cursive display. It kind of write itself across the screen. Have you checked the other doors? I don't like that. You know, when you when when you give us questions and suggest you'll answer them, I wasn't expecting bloody rhetorical questions. Thank you very much, computer. <laughs> There's a series of laughing notes across the screen. Honestly, I was expecting it. I just... It's the script change more that bothers me. Like, I wish it had stayed in Comic Sans, but now it's in a script, so it's almost like it's more sentient and taunting us. Um, I think we can disconnect those wires now. I am uncomfortable with the energy in this room. (laughs) The computer keeps laughing as it switches the font back, and it says, it's in the room, Joy. And then gives a pixel heart. Okay, see, that was helpful. Thank you. I was about to tell Ashlot to drop you, so be told. (laughs) Just, yeah, just, yeah, set it down gently instead. Powers down as you disconnect and set everything down. Well, that was terrifying, then frustrating, then terrifying again. Yeah, that was. I'm going to go poke the robot. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) right there with you, don't worry. Gosh, mood in this character can just change on on the on the on a dime. Um, Jack's gonna go and uh, check out the security robot and see if there's any weapons that she can take off of it or anything to help get us through any more potential combat. Because I am still very much hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, roll machine affinity. This uh, droid is as tall as Ashlot. Uh, has really nice. Uh, kind of uh, black alloyed skin that has this almost oil slick effect on it and has what looks to be gold trimming along the inner circuits of it. Um, Very well made. What is my, what does that drop my difficulty down to? Drop it down to a five. Challenging, eh? (laughs) Uh, That's a, that's a failure. That's a five. Tonight's not going my way. It's speed check. Don't forget those when you fail, you get XP. Yep, that's right. That's right. Two. It falls forward on top of you, Jack. It's heavy, and you take three points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! And like Hyacinth was just kind of looking over your shoulder, looking at it, and just being like, "Hi." Suddenly glad I'm in this outfit because otherwise this would just be awkward. And that it falls. <laughs> That what did you do that good. for? Are you okay? Me who? Oh, can somebody get this off me? Oh, oh, I'm stuck. Can I help extricate Jack from her predicament. Yes, uh, you can make a strength lift or strength move as part of your skill set. If you don't have any of those, it's just strength. Uh, what's the difficulty on this one? For you, it will only be a three. Okay, let's see. Uh, for the people at home, that was a 13. It takes some maneuvering because 
It's awkward. It's always awkward <laughs> to move a body shape thing. It's not heavy. It's just awkward. <laughs> and you roll it off of Jack and it makes a clattering sound and kind of a uh, C kind of note ringing kind of rings out in the hall as it kind of collides with the wall as you roll it off. Jack is just laying there splayed out on the ground. Ow. What'd you do that for? I didn't mean to. I was hoping it had like a laser gun or something that I could just take off of it. Every everything hurts. It gets up. Okay. Where to now? Not touching anything else for the rest of the trip. Well, got one door left and that's where it says the next star is, so guess we're going to draw. Did we check this door over here that the droid kept opening and closing? You did not. Jack will head there first. Uh, you look into it, and it looks like it was just a room that it could use to turn around in. It has a whole room for turning around? I think we have one of those in my parents' house. Your parents have a whole room for just turning around? They have a whole room for a lot of things. They have a lot of rooms. Jackson would rush over and check the other... <laughs> A room across, directly across, but is it also a room for turning around? It seems to be a room for turning around in. I mean, if the thing doesn't have a great turn radius, I, I kind of get it. And to be fair to my mom, I don't, I don't think even she had two rooms for that. But the doors you do open are very loud and scrape across the floor, and you realize only one door was actually quiet. All right, let's go back to Joy. <laughs> oh, it sounds so funny saying that. Because I, this is going to be anything but joyful, I'm betting. Yeah. Hope, electrocution, satisfaction, terrifying hunter robot. Joy, I don't know. I think somebody's probably going to lose an arm. Got to punch with the left. If I'm losing, if I'm losing one, it's got to be the left side. Uh, as you enter into the room of Joy, I will have you guys roll for um, a cipher each. And gain one XP each. What are you about to do to us, Jen? Why are you buttering us up? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> you want us to roll? Uh, ciphered. Uh, just say D um, four. I rolled a one. That tracks. Okay. You can all have your cards. You can use them as you wish. Well, I got a handheld device. I'll have to look that up later. <laughs> Safe. Ooh. As you go into this room, it's a rather simple room. Four walls, the entryway is an archway, simply decorated. And in front of you seems to be a gray table with a terminal, like a computer terminal, kind of on it, with space on either side of it. And I would say Hyacin or Jack can make me a machine affinity roll or Numenera roll. Uh, what's the difficulty? Difficulty will be a two. Okay, is that with its step down one? Yes. Ha! Success! I rolled a ten. First successful roll of the night. And I rolled a two. I have no clue. <laughs> 
as you kind of put the things together, Jack, uh, you, Hyacin, kind of stumble over your feet and uh, Crocodile kind of just nips a bit at your shoes, causing them to become less heel-like and more flats. Okay, at least I'd, even. I'd, I'd, I'd say stop eating my clothes, but honestly, that's probably practical. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't want that. Thank you. But the terminal is a replicated terminal. Terminal is Jack. It's older, probably from the fourth or fifth age, but it's still working. Okay. Another terminal. Does this uh, one have any riddles for us? Uh, Jack's gonna. Is it currently turned on? As you approach it, it turns on, but it seems to be more motion sense rather than you flick on a switch sense. Okay. Um, I don't know. The rest have talked back to me. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) There's just a simple question right across the screen, and it asks, what will... What... Do you wish for in exchange for something in return? What? And the questions are given to you a weapon, a skill increase, XP, or a device that will grant you some luck, a reroll. Uh, y'all? Jack's just going to point to that on the screen. I don't know if I trust like that. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting to find in this room, but I'm pretty sure the computer devil was not it. Mm-hmm. 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 Jack's just eyeing it. But I mean, doesn't feel like we've got any other way out of this situation. So Dyson's just gonna walk over to the computer and um hit the thing for luck. Alright. Okay. So, as you hit the thing for luck, well, it'll mechanically grant you a re-roll mm-hmm. of any roll you wish. And as you hit that Beside the table materializes what looks to be a book. And it opens up and it has this beautiful hologram on it. It seems to be displaying flowers and other charms of the like. Just as soon as the book comes out, it's just immediately like, ooh. (laughs) And we're supposed to give something in return, right? It seems so. Is that where we put the thing that we give to it? Or is that your love? I have luck? no idea. I, I'm going to... Can I pick the book up? As you go to pick the book up, your hand kind of passes through it. The exchange has not been met. Okay, cool. I did. I was worried about what was going to come after the words, your hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get pulled into another reality, sorry. Again, <laughs> not again. <laughs> We don't have time for this. I need to go rest. <laughs> I only have four left in my speed pool. Oh, God. Okay, so he wants us to give something back. Otherwise, this is just going to be a picture and we've got nothing to go on. So, what are you going to give it? They'll root around in their satchel for a bit and then pull out. It just looks like kind of metal rod about hand length with some rings around it and it's one one of the ciphers I've got at the minute mm-hmm. and put that down on the table and see what happens I do so and the book seems to materialize into a 
thing you can touch, while the cipher you had placed down dematerializes and vanishes from view. Well, I hope that was worth it, and I'm never going to find out if that actually did what I think it did. Damn. Should have thought that through. Well, why start now? And I'll bring the book up and start looking through it, I guess. It seems to be a book about uh, lucky charms, totems, things of lore that would affiliate itself with luck, good and bad. Okay, this is interesting. I'm not going to lie, I expected something more, you know, star-like. Where are your secrets, computer devil? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What were the options again? Luck, a weapon, and what else? Uh, a skill, so a XP, skill. basically. Okay. Um, Anybody else want something while we're doing the vending machine dance? I guess I'll take a, a weapon. Right. Jack's going to pull out her solar reviver and set it down. Do so, and from any of the books we have on hand, Numenera... The weird or otherwise, you can choose a weapon of your choice. Okay. You do not have to be proficient in it. Oh, hey, look, I got a weapon. Jack says, holding up nondescript weapon number one. <laughs> that Sarah will choose on the break. Oh, well, that's neat. What is it? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'll take a weapon. All right. What are you exchanging for that? Can I exchange my current weapon? You can. Uh, I will sacrifice my trusty act. All right. So from any of the books we have on hand, you can choose a weapon of your choice. You do not have to be proficient in it. Cool. Ready? I got the feeling it wants all of us to make a choice. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go for the luck. All right. What are you exchanging for it? Um, Ready? I will take off a uh, little... uh, canister with kind of a short hose on the end of it that's just kind of been mounted to a wrist a lot of the time as the beginning. I just haven't used. I'm going to trade that to the cipher. You know, what even was that thing? I've always wondered. Well, you see, it's this thing that uh, shoots off like this deadly mist. Like It, it seemed like in really poor taste to uh, use it after, you know, our run-in with the mist and the tunnels. Uh, I've always been close proximity of y'all, so I just thought it was a really bad idea. Yeah, it seems impractical when we're, you know, in caves so much. Mm-hmm. But you, instead of a book, you get what looks to be a little four-leaf clover that kind of opens <gasps> up as a mirror on it. Aww. Oh, cool. But you have a re-roll, basically. And these can be used once per session in the luck regards. I think Jack's actually going to take the heavy crossbow. Go big or go home. Oh. Like, if I don't need proficiency, I'm getting something with some heft. <laughs> yes. I have a question why the GM is being generous. Oh, oh I know time. why. It's because you're about to <laughs> fuck our shit up. <laughs> but after you all exchange something, the computer kind of quietly shuts down. Well, that was fun. Concerning is the adjective I was yeah. going to use. <laughs> like, but... I'm looking around like, what's, what's going on? It's storyteller is there anything else in the room that looks like it might be you know star related just four walls and a table that gave you things okay so the other computer told us anxiety was in this room and like 
currently that is true um and i mean the only thing here is the computer do we think it's in there computer said uh, anxiety's in emily's room this is joy's room okay what did it say was in joy's room i thought it said it said a door was here but you don't see a door oh yes okay yeah player me that had those the wrong way around uh okay so right it said there was a way back to our fell from here like uh-huh. i'm not saying it but i mean maybe, maybe we have to get all the stars first yeah mm-hmm. he's and all that kind of want to go back to that last computer and just loudly ask it's it's not going to answer any questions i just feel the need to shout at something <laughs> oh you can shout at me people do it all the time yeah, but this is getting old. Make me a intellect roll or perception if it falls under your skills. Ooh. Anyone who wishes. Sure. Is that is this going to fall under sight-based perception or other perception? Because I have different skills in both. Sight-based perception. Sweet. Oh, no. Jack rolled a two. <laughs> She's just very hurt that Hyacin won't oh, use her as a consensual punching bag. Uh, modded up through my ridiculous eyes, I rolled an 11. Alright. Anybody else roll? Yeah, I rolled a 3. Alright. Miranda, oh, no. you're more concerned with Jack's emotional state. Yeah. <laughs> I just a little, on. yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, Ashalot. Excellent nice. choice. Cool. Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And as you moved on, Hyacin, you realize there is a very faint hollow projection kind of on the far wall. The room's a bit too light to make it out, and the lighting source might be the problem, just to see these words. As in there's too much light from the... Mm-hmm. You know how you, when you yeah. have a projection on a screen and there's just too much light, it's like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There's something on the wall that... that- that could be it. I'm a lot of glare on it. Can somebody block the lights or something? I rise best and block the light. <laughs> Not very tall, but I can try. The lights are more of a strip light across the ceiling, kind of hidden behind a panel. But you try. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just gonna kind of go over to where I can where that faint outline is and poke around. And you get close, the words are a bit hard to read, but if you really concentrate on it, roll me perception with sight, uh, intellect with sight. Yeah. And I'll throw an effort into that as well. Uh, 19. You kind of have to squint. It's a pretty bad projection, and the light's pretty bright in this room. But you squint and study, and you see the words, what we exchange to go home. Oh, yeah, it's changed to go home. Why does everything in here want us to pay for things? Can we just go back to stealing things like we used to? That was so much easier. Oh, uh, right? Let me let me try uh, here. Uh, Jack, Jack's going to take out the um, the Needler. Uh, sorry, Mindspiker. Um, and see if that will be accepted. Alright. Where do you place it? You have the floor, you have the table, and those are the only two surfaces here. Jack goes to place it on the table and then pulls back and, wait, we need to find anxiety, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if opening this would just open the door or immediately take us through, which, to be fair, is what a lot of gates have done lately, so maybe we should leave this for a second. Unless the door marked Emily is the gate to go home. The computer said the way home was in this room. In this room. Okay. Um, puts the neat, the, the minespeaker back into her bag. Uh, okay, then what do we do? Just, I, do we have any doors left? This, this was the last one. I mean, who knows if it, something could have changed. And Hyson's just going to head back out into the main room and see if the See if anything obviously has happened with the doors. The doors are all open, and the door that is marked Emily is a bright green with its code flashing across it saying access granted. Sweet. Come on, it's sorted. Oh, uh, okay. Problem solved itself. Love it when that <laughs> happens. <laughs> and honestly, not even waiting for the rest of them. They're just going <laughs> to head across and push that door. <laughs> Push the door open. It's a bit heavy under your touch, but it gives. And as it kind of gives and kind of slides into a panel that holds a space to allow a door to rest into it comfortably, you see before you a round room with what looks to be a sandstone tomb sitting in the middle with the light kind of pouring down on top of it and around it roses blossom and bloom and you see beautiful blue butterflies kind of flitting in and out again with the butterflies well guess we found Emily are the butterflies throughout the room or just in a specific area throughout the room there's flowers all over the room but to note you would notice Hyacinth as you're kind of first one there there is a strange backdrop to the far back of this room and it looks like some kind of projection or a barrier that has a path of stars and what looks to be a building far off in the distance. And there seems to be a glitching of words on either side of this kind of barrier. What did I say? Well, from where you are, you can't tell. You have to get closer. Do we reckon these are the harmless kind of butterflies or the whatever was dangerous about the other one kind. I'm gonna go with the harmless kind this time. Oh. Touch one find out. Yeah, maybe I'll get a cool hand and yeah, they're just gonna <laughs> just gonna poke a butterfly when it comes now. You poke it and it does what a butterfly does when you poke it, it kind of freaks out and then flutters away. Okay, I think I think don't quote me, but I think these might just be butterflies. Excellent. What if the one back in Avafel's just a butterfly? And it, it, I find it extremely just... funny that Ginger Glossian's terrified of it. <laughs> Maybe she's just scared of butterflies. Does that mean that there, uh, there might be some type of reality played in the facility? Well, I mean, I look at that These wall. That, you see the wall there that isn't a wall that seems <laughs> to have a field behind it? Yeah, reality bleed feels about right. Yeah. Yeah, for all we know, this whole room could be a reality bleed. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there was a butterfly in the Declusions. I don't know, they seem pretty adamant that they knew what it was doing. Also, there was that dog with the acid drool, so... I think they might just collect weird stuff. Yeah. And I can respect that. Mm-hmm. 
Same. Looks down at Crocodog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gonna walk across the room and start examining those words. They're examining these words. They kind of glitch in a way that you have to wait in a way that you have to catch all the lettering. But if you wait long enough, you are able to perceive or understand what this is saying. It seems to be a malfunctioning computer something. You're not entirely sure. And it simply says, go forward on the left side or go home. And there's a series of texts under it. And under the go forward, it says, go forward and gain a day, but at the cost to the city. And under the, the other side, it says, go home and lose a day, but at no cost to the city. And then you see in the middle, as you kind of study this, on this barrier says, it's your choice. Why do all of these AIs get so obsessed with binary choices? I, I've known people like that. So, go forward, gain a day, but it costs the city. What's the cost to the city? Well, I mean, we saw that signal hanging over it. What do they mean by gain a day? I mean, to do more investigating, or in general? What does it mean? You ponder this. We'll go into our break, because there's a lot to take into consideration. Yep. Yeah, there is, Jen. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You guys were faced with a choice, a choice on the left and a choice on the right of this barrier, and in the middle says, it is your choice. And it says, in no uncertain terms, go forward and gain day, but at cost to the city. Go home and lose a day but at no cost to the city. And in the middle of this round room is the tomb of Emily. Sandstone with the light kind of pouring down onto it. Butterflies kind of flitting around the room and what seems to be roses kind of growing and making their way up wall in the way that roses tend to do. So, how many days do we have? What was our countdown? Three days, 24 hours, and what was it, 52 minutes? Something to that effect. You're probably guessing the minutes are much shorter now. Okay. I mean, we have have like three and a half days left. Do we need another day? It said we couldn't get to the observatory until until we had three days left. But Mm -hmm. I think before we made this choice, we still need to... We still need to... I mean, there's still another door back there. and he said anxiety was in this room. Is there anything on the tomb? Quick glance and kind of settled into what looks to be, at your best guess, a scientific tool of sorts. Perhaps a measuring tool or a beaker of sorts, neatly kind of carved into the stone. Kind of sits what looks to be a soft, glowing, white gemstone. Oh, well, there we go. I'll take the gemstone. Oh, important. There's some resistance only because the stone has kind of done what stone does best when left to the environment and has grown around it. But with some tugging, you're able to pull it free. Well, before we decide, you know, before we leave here, 
could probably find out what's behind door number five. It's probably a good idea. Is it? I mean, we should do it, but I'm not convinced it's a good idea. (laughs) I mean, probably not. It's probably not a good idea to walk into that field over there and see what's out that way either. I really want to. Yeah, same, same. Just like I always say, anxiety first. (laughs) Yeah, head back into the main room and for the last door. What will you offer to go home? Uh, Jack sits down the mine spiker. Where do you set it? On the table. You set it on the table and you watch it dematerialize and you see on the screen, do you wish to proceed? Do we wish to proceed? I mean, are we going to check out the other door? Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind, I didn't go into this room. I went to the other door. (laughs) Put a pause on the return trip. (laughs) Go to the other door and... There's just a door. It doesn't seem to open. doesn't seem to close. It's just there. Ashlock, can you put the star in it somewhere? Is there any kind of slot for Unlike the other doors, it doesn't seem to have a slot. Is this door a wall? Have they put this on us one more time? I, I swear. If there's no clear slot for the gem, uh, I may try to open it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> in what manner do you open it? Uh, is there any kind of, like, obvious hint, or does it just look like a solid, uh, type of door that we've been running into? It looks like a door with a handle. Is it made of metal, or is it another wooden door? Wooden door, like the rest. I'm gonna try to, like, punch through it next to the handle and just, like, open it from the inside. Sure. Uh, make me a strength check. Difficulty? It's a door, so a one. I'm not nervous. That's a 17. Make me a speed roll. 19. Barely dodge the, what you can only assume to be Hornet AIs that kind of spill out from the side of the door and kind of swarm towards you, Ashalajt, and kind of bounce off you angrily and then kind of fill the room and kind of make up this kind of makes this space a bit difficult as Jack, Viridia, and Hyacinth are now surrounded by angry wasp AI. And Ashadot, you punched through the door. You seem to have triggered a security mechanism. Ah, ah, oh, oh, I don't like this. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I will open the door so that this was not in vain. And then I will help with the hornets. <laughs> you open the door and it kind of bounces as you swing it open. The hornets kind of angrily just buzz around and then kind of attach themselves on top of the dome. They don't really seem to attack you. It seems to be more of a scare tactic more than anything. I would like for there to be a Scooby-Doo style chase scene where the three of us who are not at the door are just running around with the hornets chasing us for a moment. Um... And and then they they settle on the ceiling. I that is <laughs> what happened in my brain. Yes, as long as there's yes. Benny Hill music. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, you hear the Benny Hill tune, the first age music kind of playing. You get chased by these hornets before you realize that they're just just trying to scare you before they settle on the ceiling. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, so lesson learned today: when you knock on anxiety's door, it will answer. Uh huh. And and anything in there other than evil bees? It looks to be a bedroom. Why was this bedroom full of bees? Yeah, I would just carefully go in and look around the bedroom, I guess. Sure, 
It's a neatly organized room, dust collected. Um, what you would consider a dormitory that has been organized and well-preserved. There isn't much in the way of files or books, just a simple desk with a chair, a bed, and a rug that's a bit dirty. Anything on the desk at all? Nope. Like a cool rug? It's one of those horrible shag rugs that collect moths over the time and where you have it. It's not very oh. nice. Hmm. I'm judging. I'd like to sit down on the bed and bounce. A bellowing dust cloud kind of poofs up as you do so. <laughs> You're now oh, covered in a lot of dust. <gasps> oh, well, I'm already dusty. Jack just lays down and stretches out on the bed. <laughs> Respect. Mm-hmm. Itchy. Okay, so everything I just said about we should investigate this last door before we made any kind of choice. Ignore that, it was a stupid idea. There is nothing here but terror, and they'll just kind of walk out a thousand yards <laughs> stare. Wait, are you, are you scared of dirt? No. That didn't sound convincing to me. What about you two? Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was more about the bees, but now I'm not so sure. What's the word for a dust phobia? Jack is just still reclining on the bed with her hands behind her head trying to figure it out. Can I roll perception as I look about the room and see if there's anything that's been missed? Uh, make an intellect perception roll. Don't mind if I do. And we're back to the classic Jack rolls. That's a six. <laughs> um, it's a dormitory style room. Neatly, well, it's a neatly made bed, a horrible shaggy rug and a neat desk. With a bunch of footprints from your friends now that they've tracked all over this room. I would t like to touch every side and drawer of the desk. You do so and leave a lot of fingerprints behind. It's covered in dust. And I pull out the drawers completely. Yeah. yeah. There appear to be any false bottoms. <laughs> nope. Empty drawers, empty desk. Well, this sucks. All right. Yeah, I guess we just go home now. All right. You leave. Jack's covered in dust. Crocodog has licked a lot of the dust up. So you have a dusty little dog now, Dashalot. He do be like that. <laughs> Somehow the dust clings to you, Viridia. You're not sure how it could be from the dust cloud. It's it's not nice, but it's there. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> and what are you doing, Heisen? As uh, you left the room. I am back in uh, the room with Emily's tomb, just kind of standing there looking out at the projection of the field, kind of leaning against the tomb and not being in a room filled with computer bees. Yeah, uh, as you look out, it's beautiful, almost could call it a sea, in the way that these this field kind of dances with light. And the building, you'd guess, despite its enormity, is fairly far away. But it's a beautiful, peaceful scene set in the night sky. Jack will poke her head into the room. Hey. Hey. You want a dusty hug? Not particularly, but I get the feeling that my answer to that question was irrelevant. No, no, it's fine. You know, there is one place we haven't looked for further clues, right? How's that? Jack points at the tomb. You know, you're not wrong. I, think I mean, on the one hand, it feels like grave robbery would be in poor taste. Uh, but on the other hand, I think we're going to do it anyway. 
I mean, I think Emily, of all people, would understand the need for archaeological conservation and exploration. Exactly. And if she wouldn't, uh, she's dead, so who cares? That too. Hey, Ashla, Viridia! Yeah. You want to rob a tomb? What? (laughs) (laughs) And then we get the little It's Always Sunny uh, episode title card. The gang (laughs) robs a grave. (laughs) (laughs) Someone please make that. I'm making that after the episode. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're not faced with too many more avenues to look at things. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Look, it's not going to be the first tomb I've robbed. Normally, I just don't know the person that's entombed in it. Oh, I prefer to call it salvaging. Yeah. I was going with an archaeological event, uh, you know, preserving oh. history, sleuthing for clues. But at the end of the day, it's flat out robbery. <laughs> I was going to say, good thing ghosts aren't real, but after this whole thing, uh, who knows? I have a museum background, so this is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we, should we all push the lid off? Sounds good. All right. One of you can make me a strength roll with advantage, so you can roll this number twice. Ashla, oh go for it. <laughs> Thank you. I just roll it twice. Can we donate effort to the roll? <laughs> if you want to, you will get XP for it. I will donate some of my uh, my effort. Yeah. Dope. Uh, uh, so what is the new difficulty? Yeah, I'll drop the. I'll I'll donate one effort. All right. Uh, it'll drop it down to a six. The endstone tombs are heavy, folks. I just got some light backs off. Oh, jeepers. That was a failure. That was a six for people at home. Remember, you can roll twice. Oh, my yeah. God. Does the effort extend Please. to that second roll? I would allow it, yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Well. The same roll. The same roll. Dude, roll 20. Roll 20, no. For whatever reason, Ashelot, your boot slips on the sandstone floor and your hands kind of scrape up and over the tomb and you kind of fall face first into this, into this uh, stone lid. <laughs> and uh, you all watch as you're trying to push Ashelot kind of just smack. Just that big clang of metal against stone. Ooh, ah, you, you okay there, pal? It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm lulling it into a false sense of security. <laughs> I mean, it's it's working. Consider me lulled. Mm-hmm. We could also use my detonation device. Just saying. I, I feel like I might break what's inside. Unless you're really good at controlled detonations. I that mean, probably wouldn't be good for the butterflies. Yeah, that's probably true. Not like those wasps have really gone anywhere. They're still just kind of chilling. Yeah, but they were for another... Ooh, or the wasps! Whatever. How intelligent do I think these wasps are? Make me a machine affinity roll or Numenera <laughs> And as you say, ooh, the wasps, Hassan is just side-eyeing you and moving away. Uh, what's my what's my difficulty at? I will put it at a five. Okay, is that with the drop-down? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Success. The chosen one. Smaller AIs don't really have a larger capacity to think on grand schemes. They 
often are restricted to a binary or simplistic code set. And that's probably what these wasps are. They were programmed to scare you or chase people away from the door, but you're not sure if they would have anything other creative abilities in mind. Jack would like to use... uh, Jack has a feature called Charm Machine. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you convince an unintelligent machine to like you. A machine that likes you is 50% less likely to function if said function would cause you harm. So I would like to just befriend one of these machines and see if I can glean what makes it tick and if any of that inside is explosive because they are tiny (laughs) and they may be a tiny controlled explosion. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah um yeah you're gonna make Whoa. oneself destruct <laughs> <laughs> like chase me around scooby-doo style okay, yeah, okay. i don't feel bad <laughs> roll me a machine affinity to befriend one of these wasps okay uh what's my difficulty I would say because it's resting and it's not angry at you wasp can actually be pretty friendly and get to know people once they start recognizing a face, much like a bee does, I would say, what is it, a three? Okay. <laughs> a success? All right. Uh, you befriend one of these wasps, and it kind mm-hmm. of turns around and does a weird way that wasps kind of turn in a circle. Just gonna, I'm just going to gently scoop it into my hands, start examining its little machine parts. Size of a wasp, but a yellow jacket to be exact. Okay. Do I think that I could use it to make a tiny explosion? <laughs> you get the sense it will not explode as it's small, but it does have a venom injector, much like a real wasp does. Hmm. Well, there goes that idea. However, I could potentially poison someone with it. I'm gonna keep it. All right. You can add one mechanical slash AI wasp to your pocket. It will have five uses, and the poison damage will be 1d4 worth of poison. It ignores armor. What? what, what why, did, why did you just catch a wasp and put it in your pocket? What do you. Because I can use it. It's technically a weapon. I can use it to poison people. Well, it's like, I don't know how much I can poison people with it, but it should be able to do it a few times. You want me to catch you one? No! You sure? They're kind of cute. Look! <laughs> There's just a little wasp that's just like doing circles on Jack's hand. <laughs> how a wasp guy? How have you trained the wasp? Please put it away. Oh, we didn't train it. It's, just, it's, ni- it's nice. For now. Yeah, for now until I stick it on someone. Just set it on top of one of her little, little hair buns. You can just chill there. Well, that's a terrifying concept. Let's move on. <laughs> and the Hype Goblin is going to be Googling uh, wasp hair accessories later. We'll see if I'm successful. Um, you will be. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I guess we should just go home if we can't push it open. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to lie, the thought of going forward and seeing what that does, it's cool. I, 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 I won't say I'm not tempted. 
if we go forward, something happens to the city, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no idea what. what. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, well, there's not a lot of people, but there's at least five people in that city that I like. So. There's at least five people. Maybe not quite five. Maybe like three and two quarters, but like I'm optimistic. I'm not, I'm not sure about the new bartender. Okay. They rubbed me the wrong way. I made the drinks kind of weak, but. Um, if you had asked me yesterday whether I'd, you know, happily walk through a door that would annihilate my parents into a hole in reality, I'd have probably said yes. But now that the options here, yeah. Oh, that's right. Our families are in town too. Okay, then it's over five. I, I'm, I'm amazed. I got the impression you didn't like your family. I mean, they're excessively annoying, but I don't necessarily wish death upon them. So I mean, it might not kill them. It's at a cost. Yeah, that's what concerns me a lot. You know what would be handy here would be if we still had any questions left for that confusion. Yeah, didn't think about that. Well, hindsight, twenty twenty. But fine, if you'll think it would be better to go home, I am okay with doing it. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Yeah, it's probably a better idea. Agreed. Let it never be said that I won't bash democracy. <laughs> Before I leave, instead of just pushing the lid, can I try to pry it open with my, with my, my new sword? Okay, you can do so, but at a two-step difficulty cost. Okay. Uh, how would I input that into the roller? Mm-hmm. I will say put the number at seven. Okay. You will not take any effort. You will not take any edge. You'll just roll it as is. Bomb. All right, let's go. Just a 13. Your weapon now has a flaw. Every time you use it, you will roll a d4. On a one or three, you will take damage from it. Love it. But... Doom doesn't fly open. Some doors just won't open. Hey, good sword use. Pretty sure that's not a standard use of swords, but they can get behind it. And yeah, I had a look in the tomb. Not open. Oh, I thought you said it did come open. Sorry. Nope. It stayed closed, but Ashlock gaining a flaw to their yeah. weapon. Well, so much for grave robbing. It's up to you Wait. if you want to try again. Maybe we should just leave it. Wait a second. What? And they'll just Do you have look. explosives? Why? No. They just look around and down at Crocodile, and they're just like, he can eat pretty much anything. He ate a bit of my leg. Can he eat the side of a tomb, do we think? Very carefully. Yes. Some precision may be required. But the tools are there. I would like to take some provisions out of my bag to entice Crocodog <laughs> to chew on a corner of the tomb. Essentially just taking out a jar of peanut butter and just smearing it up the side. <laughs> sure. Uh, roll me an intellect check, animal handling, or Numenera in this particular case. Got a Numenera. Two. I roll the two. <laughs> All the things Crocodog seems to dislike, it happens to be peanut butter. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Okay, so we've gone from robbing a tomb to seasoning a tomb. 
<laughs> dogs like peanut butter. I thought, you know, it would t- entice Crocodog to d- nom on that corner. And and how's that working out for you? Not good. Thank you very much. Snarky McSnarkerson. <laughs> you know, seeing as that's not entirely working, I think um, Bridges Bridges is going to take one knee by, uh, by the side of the tomb and just kind of look at Croc Dog and then back at the tomb to say, hey buddy, it would be real, real nice if you could help us out here just, just this one time. I promise you we're just going to get you the best types of books or whatever else you want eat after we get this done. Would, would you be keen on that? And I'm going to use my pronouncement <laughs> um, of friendship. Uh, let me put it in the chat real fast. Yeah, you convince a sentient creature to regard you positively as they as they would a potential friend. You gain an asset in all future interactions with the creature until you give them a reason to no longer regard you that way. Um, isn't charm supernaturally? They're not compelled or controlled in any way. Um, a target affected by this is simply more likely to perceive you as a friend if you give them a reason to believe this to be so. As you do so, Crocodog pays close attention to you, Viridia, and after a while, they seem to consider your words before they kind of hop out of Ashalot's arms and go over to the tomb, sniff it a few times, and kind of get up on their hind legs and kind of takes a big chunk bite out of the side of it, creating a hole. How big is that hole? I would say adult size crawling through an air vent size hole. So who wants to go in? Uh, no, but at the same time, yes. Let's you go. want me to just go in and hand out anything that I see to you? I mean, yeah, sure, if you want to go in. <laughs> you might fit better than I will. Alright, let's go. Uh, is going to uh, take off her very dusty coat <laughs> that was made for her. Uh, gingerly set it to the side along with her pack and uh, her other belongings hanging off of her. Crawl in. There isn't so much space you can go in as it's kind of a mummy's tomb situation. Oh, There's cool. a coffin within the coffin. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Well. Do you think you can set Crocodog on top and get him to eat downward strategically to remove the lid? He listened to you, Viridia, so I'm just assuming I that mean, you're we can give that a shot. <laughs> help us out just a little bit more, bud. Crocodog examines you closely, Viridia, before it kind of hops up. And looks to you, Ashalot, for confirmation. Crocodile kind of turns around on the tomb a few times, the way dogs turn around on a spot they're thinking about digging up before they kind of lick the tomb lid and a larger hole starts to appear and about 10-15 minutes go by and the upper half of this tomb lid is no longer there. Alright, what kind of uh, what kind of situation are we looking at with this tomb within a tomb? (laughs) There's a sarcophagus inside, and it looks like it is sealed. 
much in the way a mummy's tomb would be sealed has a sarcophagi inside of the inner tomb and it looks as much in the way a simple plain box would just lie there in the space there's no fancy decorations there are no carvings no monuments to great science it's just a simple box um is it a is it a wooden box or a wooden box preserved by time i think we can pry the rest of the lid off now probably we've got like a crowbar or something like that we've got ashlot's muscles and a better vantage point now and also a lot less lid yeah um do i think that i could hop into the tomb on top of this box to kind of provide better leverage not really. It's a very airtight space, intentionally built in a way to preserve things like this. Gotcha. What do you think, Ashlot? I'm happy to give her another go. All right. I'll assist again. It's it's a matter of principle now. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this is a two for strength now that there's not as heavy as a lid. How? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I might have to retire from trying to lift doors. <laughs> that was a four for folks at home. After that, you're not sure what it is. It must be the dust from the room previously, but man, this lid's like, nah, not today, fam. Yeah, it's uh, it's just hard to get a grip on it. It's not heavy. It's just awkward. <laughs> All right. All right. Must be stoked down with something else, weird. Yeah. Uh, is the coffin openable at all? Probably. It is a wooden coffin. Much easier to open. Should I start prying wood apart? I mean, yeah. I don't think we came this far to stop because of a box. All right. My time to shine. Jack's going to reach into her bag, pull out a hammer, spin it around <laughs> like you see them do with like guns and westerns and stick the back end between two boards and start prying. Yeah, as you do so, you realize as you're prying towards you that the coffin lid is a slide and you could probably just slide it downwards. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I loosened it up. Jack just started sliding it. <laughs> you do have the matter of it doesn't slide very far as the coffin's still in the tomb. Can I pop it out of its track that it's sliding in? With some effort, probably. Okay. Have a lever, so. Yeah, it's a might roll, so I'll put it out of one step. It, hello, hello, roll 20? Hello. <laughs> I don't know Denied. where that roll went to. <laughs> okay. <gasps> there it goes. Uh, I rolled a 10. Uh, with some effort and uh, Crocodog's insistent help and the help with your hammer, you are able to pop the lid out of its track. What do we all see with our seeing eyes? <laughs> you see the mummified remains of a Dr. Emily Winston. What's up? Is there anything in there with her? Uh, I'm going to search around. Yeah. Intellect? Mm-hmm. That's an eight. Not much. If you didn't really seem like one for material need, you're not really sure now that you think on it. Did she build this tomb? Or did someone make it for her? 
Not finding anything. I think this used to be scraps of clothing. No possessions, what I can see. Well, at least we answer the question of what's in here. And Sorry, just Emily. Kind of going to take a step back and just look at the scene with, like, most of a stone tomb, one cover, one corner covered in peanut butter, a couple of massive holes <laughs> chewed in it, uh, like half the lid gone, and Ash sitting like in the hole on top of a corpse and they're just like you know we're all going to hell right what's hell that's a good outlook <laughs> what i'm confused stay that way it might be for the better I... jack's just gonna lean over to ashlot are... are they i can't tell if they're being mean to me or being sincere i i, I don't know what hell is i don't either are we supposed to know I mean, in the Golden March, when we eat it, assuming we were, you know, glorious enough, we go to Valhall. I just... Pretty sweet deal for me. I just, I just thought, you know, you, you, I, some folks, like, they get, they get shoved into a lava flow and, like, they're taken care of that way or, like, they're stuck back in the ground and basically just worm food. Like, I don't... Both of those kind of suck. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not really needed anymore. Like, they're... I'm gonna... Oh, gosh, I can't even go back to the library. Shit. I'm going to feast in the Hall of Heroes. You enjoy your lava or worm food. <laughs> I'll, I'll be dead, so I won't know. But, you know, thanks, I think. Maybe just die holding something sharp. I'm not sure how that helps. Might help a little. Okay. I'll try it. <laughs> Jackal, jump down. <laughs> oh, yes. Numenera's views on the afterlife. <laughs> They're quite varied. <laughs> Both the Numenera you have encountered suggest ghosts are real, so who knows? Huh. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> okay, so are we going to leave this room forever and never look up this debacle again? Because that's yes. where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Uh, we're point, yeah. right Yep. Mm-hmm. So this concept of hell, what exactly do you think that is <laughs> as she trots up next to Hyacinth and just starts asking questions? Basically, a lot of people believe or believed, I mean, I, I've read, read about it in books, I've seen a lot of views, mm -hmm. but basically, people who regularly pull the kind of shit we pull mm -hmm. die and then go and pay for it forever. They just don't die. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a very Simple as that. It's very strange. That. Like who decides like does, does is it like who decides that you go there though? Like I don't know, the books were always really vague on that point. Uh, it's, it's just some, kind of it, It's some third it age stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very vague in the third age. Yeah. And at least the books never screamed at me like half the computers we find. That's no, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, head back to the joy room, I guess, and look for the and yeah. Did you say you had something you wanted to offer it? Oh yeah, I just left it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the computer asked, "Do you wish to proceed?" Uh, Jackal hit yes. All right, you hit yes, and you see where the words were on this far wall. Kind of a laser effect on metal, and it makes a rectangular shape. 
rather tall and kind of carves out or lasers out details and after a moment the dust kind of crumbles away and you see a metallic door with a simple knob on it do you, oh okay cool only one of us had to pay yes i mean that's convenient i mean we already all, all paid for the other thing so mm. i guess mm-hmm. i had no loyalty bonus Jackson, well, try and open the door. All right, you try and open the door, and the knob turns rather easily, and you wiggle it and realize it's a pull, not a push. And it swings towards you, silent. And it opens into what looks to be a scientific lab. Jack is just going to poke her head through the doorway, but not enter the lab. Does this look like a D- the DeClissian's lab? <laughs> Very much so. Does it look like the one that's in the Sisters of the Watch or the one that's in their research building? Hard to tell. Science labs kind of all look the same. Closes the door. <laughs> so we might be going into the Declissian's lab? I mean, I feel like it was bound to happen sooner or later. <sighs> and like, if I was going to guess where there'd be a portal to the other side of the world in the city, that'd probably be it. Like, it was more likely than my parents' garden, and that happened. All right. I really hope this disappears behind us. I don't want them having the stones. Well, can we take the stones with us? Are they... I'm going to go back out and just... Yeah, uh, but the other ones that we kind of plugged into the doors can... going to try and take one out. You take one out, and that door... Days green and lit, and but you have the star. Sweet, just just Heisen's just gonna quickly run around the room, pull, pulling them all out and sticking them in their satchel. Okay, yeah, easily enough done. Can't believe we nearly forgot those. Actually, no, scratch that. I can absolutely believe we nearly forgot those. I mean, it wasn't necessarily forgetting if I thought that they needed to stay in the wall where we put them because we had them. Also, yeah, this but- means that we're taking all of the stars into the Declissian's turf. Yeah, but how much time and effort have we spent trying to get these? Yeah, but what if they try to take it away? Then we stop them. Is there anywhere secretive on our person that we can add them? I mean, like, Hanson had the whole, you know, compartment going on. And we'll have, like, a secret pocket in their satchel or anything like that. Looks at Ashlot. <laughs> you got any secret compartments? I mean, a storyteller, do I? I don't know. Do you? Probably do. All right. Then you do. Let's three classically, like, like, open up, like, a hidden, like, little compartment in her in their th- thigh. Oh, see, I need a thigh compartment. Tamsin has the chest compartment. You have a thigh compartment. I mean, that just makes sense. And Jack Castor's to her robotic leg. Um, yeah. All right. And Not the-, the one without pockets. I, you know what? It's the base model. That was an upgrade that Jack just could not afford. Like, half the bolts are rusted. It is what it is. All right, if anything happens to the rest of us, just get out of there with those stones. Okay? All right. All right. Let's go a sneaking. Right. Jack will open the door again and crouch walk through. <laughs> 
You open the door and step through into what looks to be a laboratory of some sort. There are beakers neatly put away, what looks to be something being prepped for later. And it's a fairly quiet room. There is a door on the far left away from you. And what looks to be a wide observing window kind of looking in at you. Are anybody in the window? You don't see anybody. Is it two-way glass? Or one-way it glass? Is. It's a two-way. You can see okay. both in and they can see out. It seems to be a teaching lab, if anything. Something you can observe and people can observe through. Uh, Jack is going to hurriedly crouch walk through the room to the other door to go check it. Alright. We'll go check it and it's not locked and you're able to peek out. What do I see? Um, you see a long white hallway with a series of doors and a round corner that kind of veers off to the left and out of sight. Does this look like a hallway I've been in before? It looks like an office hallway or a lab hallway. There's nothing really exciting about scientific halls, unfortunately. I was hoping it's the same hallway that we exited into for... <laughs> The last time we got dumped into Uh, the Sisters of the Watch. All right, uh, she'll just gesture for the others to follow. Yep. Yeah, Hyacinth just kind of strolls through, looking at Jack doing the little crowd walk and just like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be sneaky. I thought you were pretending to be a crab. No! I'm trying not to get caught by whoever's lab this is. Oh. Yeah, that does make more sense. I was wondering why crabs were involved. I literally cannot afford to get in a fight right now. Then let's not. Okay. Yeah, roll me, all of you, a speed roll. Stealth, if you have it. I have sneaking as a skill. Or sneaking, if you have that. Uh, what is that? Is a, a speed roll? Yes. Damn. Okay. Gonna take that eighteen. Where we at? Hella stealthy. If you ever had a chance to use your reroll, do it now. Oh yes, I have a reroll. <laughs> you <laughs> have you. a reroll. What's Chosen the, one. What's the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty is a two. A two, so it steps down to a one for me then. Mm-hmm. If I'm okay. Okay. Oh, I failed. Oh my god. Ow. <laughs> Yeah, sure. This, this is fine. Uh, and you re-rolled. Yes, I see it now, Heisen. No. How the rest of you do? Let me reset. I rolled a one. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to give myself that XP. I'll take that 18. <laughs> yeah, Ashelot, uh, you and Crocodog are very light on your feet, and you feel yourself kind of springing back from tackling a vertical door instead of a horizontal door and you kind of feel better about yourself and you easily kind of slip on through you viridia yeah you know what you're doing you despite everything you might have picked up a thing or two from your mom maybe if you want to admit it I said, you almost trip over something that was left in the hallway. Books of some sort, probably a study guide or some sort. But then you correct yourself at the last moment and realize the device that you had picked up from this computer, this devil computer, as you have named it, has 
let you succeed in a way you didn't think was possible. And then you hear Jack. Jack, you didn't see the books in time, and you trip over them, and they go sprawling and scattering, and they hit the far wall. Watch out. Oh. (laughs) You kind of fall forward and fall to your knees. It hurts in the way that landing on your knees hurts. Stings more than anything. And there's a very brief pause as this kind of echoes across the hall. You, Viridia, and Ashelot are able to pull yourselves into an alcove of a door in time. Hyson, it's a bit more difficult for you as you are turning to address Jack. But I would say... You, Jack, as you go to stand up, a very thin and pale hand reaches down and offers to help you up. And you see Hyacin, a curly red head, soft green eyes, a wide, knowing smile, neat, smart dress, kind of stand before you as they stoop down and help Jack up. And they look towards you and say, well, I'm glad my friends are all here. As Nate pulls you to your feet, Jack. Oh, Welcome thank to God. my lab. <laughs> Jack just hugs him. So cry now. Take seven points of damage, Jack, as Nate stabs you. Ow! Jack cannot move. And he'll lean forward and say, Well, we can't stir up the status quota, now can we? As he pushes you back, and you see guards filling in on either side. And we'll end there for tonight. Ah. Congratulations, guys. You made it home. Anyways, as we go into our commas, ho. Numenera Stars in the Stone is recorded live on Twitch and YouTube Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. EST. Check out the podcast description for cast links and bios. Thanks for checking out our show and happy adventuring. <laughs>